Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, I mean, that far too strong. It's like drinking a melted ice lolly. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of 20 Minute Tims. Ange Postacoglu is leaving Celtic. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm joined by Martin. Yes. And Stephen. Yeah, you are. Yeah. It is the one thing we didn't want to happen, <laughs> uh, uh. Martin Melly. It's we, we, we knew the rumours. The rumours were everywhere. I made my best case to Ange, my pledge to Ange. And this is my apology to 20 Minute Tims viewers and listeners. It obviously wasn't good enough. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I hope that I'd put my heart and soul on the line there. Um, but as we sit and record this, it's not official. You know, Celtic haven't released the statement, but he's as good as gone to Spurs two-year deal with an option. Um, it's a bit of a shocker, Melly. Disappointed. Haven't slept for days. Uh, that's a harsh one. I think since the flagship last week, things have really ramped up and it got to sort of fever pitch over the weekend. Celtic went out and done the treble. Brilliant, but you just had that sense that this was the end of the road here. It's coming to light today that it's pretty much a done deal as well. Disappointed, but kind of knew it was coming, but it still, still hurts, man. Aye, very similar sentiments, to be honest. I'm very disappointed. It's a sad day as far as I'm concerned because uh, a, a hugely popular manager has has now left us. He's gone out on a high is the only thing, right? I suppose if there's if there's anything we ask of people, it's to go out and leave Celtic in a good position, leave them in a strong position, because ultimately all managers will leave, whether it's whether they leave well or whether they're sacked because they're not good enough. They will leave eventually. The best we can hope for is that Celtic can are in a good position to pick up and move on and get a replacement in and develop on it with very, very little interruption. Now, that's not his responsibility. That's the club's responsibility. So it's basically over to them. But yeah, there's no getting away from it. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'd basically resigned myself to it. We had a lengthy discussion just last week about the, the links to Spurs. I'd basically resigned myself to it happening one way or another. Feels a bit feels a bit of a blow that it came so shortly after the high of winning the treble. What we... 48, 72 hours on from that and yeah. and, it, and it's all over. So I know it hasn't been officially confirmed by the time this comes out, it may Aye, well we're, have. We're go- for the purposes of everyone watching this, and we are going to be talking throughout the podcast as if it's oh, been yeah. confirmed, there's the, no point. The BBC have reported that it is, is a done deal. He has agreed to um, the, the terms offered to him by Spurs. So Celtic have been basically keeping their mouths shut about it the entire time. He was really, really pressed before the game. Yeah. The, the the press coverage started to ramp up. He was really pressed before the game about whether or not he was going to Spurs. And, you know, I, I, knew, I knew it was a long shot that he turned Spurs down. You're almost act, asking for a, a gesture of goodwill not to not to turn Spurs down or you're hoping that Spurs fluff their offer a wee bit. You know, you're hoping yeah. that Spurs lowball them. Celtic can get their remark. You know, there's... That I still do believe that there's things you can offer Celtic as a manager that would tempt the a certain manager at a certain point in his career not to join an English Premier League club. But at the end of the day, you just need to face facts that it was always going to be a difficult one to turn turn down. The 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 writing was on the wall for me, even maybe last week when I recorded the, the flagship, because there's all this talk about what managers can and can he say, right? But it would have been the easiest thing in the world to say he's not going to Spurs. And he said he was he was dancing on the head of a pin trying desperately not to say I'm going to Spurs he was saying absolutely everything other than I'm staying at Celtic and I'm going to Spurs it was they were asking him and they were throwing volleys and backhanders and spins and everything at him and he's like just he's like a game of dodgeball just trying to avoid answering tennis analogies is it now was that tennis (laughs) you move on pretty quick I I was trying cricket (laughs) and no sport Um, it was but it just there was a particular interview in the in the Herald where he was just 
pressed and pressed and pressed. They just weren't letting him weasel out of answering this question. Are you going to Spurs? And he managed it. He managed to escape the interview without admitting either way. But at the same time, the easiest thing in the world would be just to say I'm not going. So at that point, you're like, the guy's off. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. this is just the. This is what foot. This is what football managers say when they are leaving their current club. That is basically it, yeah. and it is early. Uh, there are positives and negatives to this, as as there are with everything. I think from the Celtic continuity, Celtic football club point of view, Celtic fan point of view, um, the positives are he left the club in a good state, as you've said. Yeah, you know, treble winners, top of the league, strong squad depending on how many of those boys staying or go in the summer because... They're valuable though. They're so valuable, if they do yeah. go, then Celtic are in a good position. Yeah, that's true. Admittedly, you know, it was Celtic that walked in tandem with Ange to make sure that happened and get yeah. these guys on long deals. But you're right, we've got a valuable squad. Um, players always kind of... When, when managers move on, sometimes players use that as an opportunity to move on. I don't think we should expect much different for Celtic. I think directly into the Champions League, a yep. huge one. Yeah. Because of Ange's work last year, and the work of the board, the work of everyone else at the club, very strong financially. I I'm, I was having a wee think back about which manager has came into the club with the club being in as strong a position as this. And I, and I, don't, think, one, I don't think in my lifetime there has been an opportunity for a manager to come in with Celtic being in such a strong position. I think the timing, as much as we all don't like the fact that he's gone, I think the fact that he's gone now yeah, is yeah. really good because it gives Celtic the time they need. Everyone's away on holiday. There's nothing happening at Celtic for at least a fortnight. Now, for my nerves, I would prefer <laughs> Celtic didn't take a fortnight to appoint their next manager. Um, but the the fact that he's done the, the thing in his early doors and it's done and gone and it looks as if he'll be gone before the, the season officially ends or before everyone goes on holiday, I think is, is a good thing for Celtic. Um, and I think it gives us a really good opportunity to move on yeah I think any manager coming in right now it's, it's set up for them the Celtic have got a strong squad and there hasn't been in my lifetime anyway somebody coming in usually when a manager goes it's because their time's up they've been sacked or it's sort of come to the end of the road hasn't it like Martin O'Neill Gordon Strachan you're just like this is it's done here but with this there is no, it's a binary thing isn't it there's no other way for a football manager to go you either leave on a high or get sacked on a low it's yeah. really really no other really no other option yeah. there, there is a rare third option that's what I wanted from my, well it's not really a third option because it's leaving on a high I wanted Ange just to give us a bit more time but th there is no other way this ends for anybody I, I can't, I can't even think of a... Or you retire. Yeah. But you, that's the same thing. Sorry to jump in. There, there's so much chat about the, the ideal time to leave a club. The, the best the best way to do it, and it is never. Um, Mel, you've said time and again recently in the build-up to this about how there are no fairy tales. There's no walking off into the sunset where you can please all of the people all of the time. It just doesn't happen. I mean, I'm looking at managers in my lifetime and I can't think of any that left under the ideal circumstances. Really, the only comparison would be Neil Lennon first time around. He left with the with Celtic as champions, just said, decided he couldn't really take them any further because of circumstances. And, and arguably, Ronnie he, come in. arguably, Neil Lennon left for the same reasons as Porsche was leaving. He yeah. wanted a crack at England. Yeah, well, Ended up taking the wrong job down in Bolton, but I mean, that is basically yeah, why he left. But the... I find it unfair to to hold anyone to a standard that effectively doesn't really exist. This this mystical manager who left at the right time. If you do this, you you can leave a legend. You can leave other blessings. That, that that doesn't happen. I think the thing the thing with Andrew. I'm only speaking for myself here, right? But the the thing with Andrew, me, the reason I wanted another year, and I, I think some people think along the same lines as me, is we think it's too soon for yeah. Ange to go. And I don't know how to say this without being patronising, but I think people thought. I think there's an element of, maybe not me, but I think there's an element of, you know, we sort of found you and we we gave you this platform from which you are performing well. And yes, you've won a double last year in a treble, but what we really want from you and just to see you have a proper crack at the Champions League. Now, he did have a crack at the Champions League. That was his first season at it, you know, last season. And we kind of know that it didn't go our way. I think people just wanted that from Andrew. And you're right. That, I mean, it could have all went, I mean, Rangers could go out, spend 50 million quid in the summer, nearly bankrupt themselves, you know, with consequences beyond what we know, but end up winning a league and then everyone's like, I should have left on a high last year. It's just, that, <laughs> yeah, just how yeah. fickle football yeah. fans are, you know. Yeah, but you could uh, have had a crack point, at the Champions League and then lost the league and at the end of the season, like, ah, maybe it's time to move on from him. So yeah. it, and, and, and like you're saying, he's like, well, I'm glad I stayed. No, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I hung about. But I think from my point of view, I, I just thought to, about Andrew, I just thought, I just really like this manager. I think he's a really strong manager. Um, I, but what undercuts it all is it's Spurs is the biggest 
managerial job anyone has ever been offered in this country since Fergie joined Man U and were Man U even as in strong a position as Spurs were when Fergie joined no, them or did he turn not. them into Manchester United? Into Manchester yeah. So yeah. you could be talking about almost the biggest managerial offer any manager's ever had in terms of stature, in terms of top-end Premier League club, definitely in terms of money, access to... I mean, it's, ev it's everything, really. Yeah, and look, Brendan Rodgers was here with a bigger reputation, more success, and yet didn't get offered as good a job as this. Spurs are a top-six club. Leicester I, will caveat, I, will, I will caveat that slightly by saying Leicester won the league a couple of years prior. Was it the year before or a year uh, and a half and, prior? And, and they paid a lot of money to get Brendan. When he went to England, was it not reported that he was like the third highest paid manager yeah, I can uh, believe and, it, yeah. and, and the league or something like that? So uh, you're right, it wasn't as good a job in terms of stature or club, no. but he was getting top four money because Leicester wanted to get back up there. Yeah, yeah but the... And that's true, but the point is that Brendan does love money. I've heard that Brendan Rogers is fond of the old, you know, <laughs> cabbage. Eh? But I think with uh, Ange, it's, it's look, he's came here, he's been absolutely brilliant. Five trophies out of six. He's whatever you want to do for it. For me personally, he's probably my favourite manager at Celtic. Martin O'Neill and him, it will be up there because. He gave us something that I didn't think was possible at the time, and but we can go into that later. But for him to move on, I I kind of need to remember. Look, this is his job. This is his career. He is will be looking at it as like I might never get this opportunity again, and I mean that. And the fact that yes, he grew up watching football with his dad. He watched the Premier League. Yeah. For him, his aspirations was probably always been to get there. And then when he gets offered this job and thinks maybe in a year's time I'll get offered something similar. I just don't see it. What what I mean also, just to take it on a wee bit further, if Ange Postacoglu stays at Celtic next season, does okay in a Champions League group, maybe gets third, if probably the best Celtic can hope for, does he get offered a, a job as good as this? Or does his way of getting into the, the top clubs in England, going to Spurs being a success and then getting offered those jobs? I think it's going to Spurs and doing that. I mean, if, he's a success, turning, I mean, if it's a success at Spurs... There is, if Ange goes to Spurs and pulls off what he's managed to pull off at Celtic, and there's no reason to think the guy won't because he's such a talented manager, the only thing he would maybe take into consideration is the way Spurs run themselves, and uh, yeah, they're, they're probably yeah. changing that a wee bit. That it, it is not out of the question to suggest that this guy, if he goes to Spurs, does really well. He could be, he could be doing, he could have an, a, a career like Henrik Larsson. Towards the end of his career, he could find himself pitching up at Barcelona or Real Madrid or, or some huge club if he does well with Spurs. You know, that's what's on offer. Now. I was just about to say there, we're talking about a guy now who has gone from Japan to potentially moving on from Spurs within, what, four years yeah. at the age of the late 50s. That's incredible, really. Regardless of your feelings on this move, zooming out as a, as a neutral, I know it's impossible for us to do that, but I'm trying to look at it as a neutral what a story that is. Yeah, That's yeah. like Jamie Vardy stuff, really. I think also, because I think I can see myself putting a lot of Dick Advocat this on this side of it. The Dick Advocat side of that is, and the, the gamble for Anchi is, he doesn't have the cash of a Conte, a Mourinho, a Pochettino. If he, do, if he starts at Spurs the way he starts at Celtic, fans are not going to look at this guy and go, oh, but it's, it's Conte, you know, he's done it before, you need to give him a chance. They're going to say, we had our doubts about this guy and we're mid-table by Christmas. He, he's not going to have that cash cachet in the bank. He knows the risks, though. He, I know, he knows I'm not the saying he doesn't, but I'm just saying it's... We, I think as fans, I think we we hold on to that as a as a deterrent for managers to move on. Stay here because see if you leave, you'll probably get sacked somewhere else. There's a lot of that goes on. I but you'll not get the time there. They know this. The managers know this. I think in, I think in the UK, there's a a tendency to look upon sacking a manager as an outright travesty. You never want to see a man lose his job and all that, right? I, th I think there's a wee bit too much hand-wringing about it. In Italy, Spain, Germany, they just move about all the time with very little reputational damage. See if it's not working out in Italy, they just sack them, get somebody else in. Bring them back later on. I, I, yeah, get, bring that guy back eight times in his career. They just move about and it's fine. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Ange, but the managers are aware. Like, he's been in the game for nearly 30 years now you can't, you he's can't, failed before I, you, yeah. but you, I, I, I just think you can't criticise football fans for being emotional and passionate no, 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 about, their, not, about their manager and you know if you want to be hypercritical there, there was an element of with Ange there is a huge part of the package of Ange is the emotional attachment to the guy Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's part of brand Ange right that's a part of what you get when you come along with Ange Postacoglu we've got no exaggeration to say hundreds of people from Australia, maybe more that watch this 
and even some people that take part in our Discord purely because Ange, because yes, of yeah, the guy yeah. Ange is. You buy into that with Ange. So I the the the, the flip side of that is you're going to leave a lot of people disappointed oh. when you go and the, the, and I think what didn't sting me a wee bit, but one thing that sort of caught me, caught my attention a wee bit was in the cup final, Ange said, and he's he's right to say it, and you know, not everyone was on board with Ange when he joined. That's a hundred percent true. I think I'm on record of saying some stuff immediately when Ange first joined that, you know, I didn't think he was the man for the job. Quickly changed mind, did a bit of research and as as things progressed. And I was very tough on Ange in the early days. Um and you know, nobody really cares, but I think I'm just a podcaster, but I I thought it was my job as a fan to be tough on Ange. I remember sitting on these podcasts going, I don't care. He needs to find a way to win these games because that's a, my job as a fan is to be tough on Ange. And Ange said in a press conference after the game, um, you, you know, I was a joke when I joined. He was settling scores with the press and that's when you knew he was off. He says, I was a joke when I joined here and these fans had my back and part of the reason I'm only in a job today is because of the fans. And I thought, exactly, that's why people are pissed off. This isn't a Brendan Rodgers who can stand in his own back and if the fans fall out with him a wee bit, he can get Ange in those early days relied on the support of the fans to get him through and get him into the Celtic job and we had his back and a lot of people had his back that's why I think we're seeing people pissed off in, in a way that you might not expect see if this was any other manager like Ronnie Dial or whoever just left and, or any other manager Not com- he, for a start he's not comparable to Brendan Rodgers I've no. seen a lot of people compare him to Brendan Rodgers that's the prevailing thing online is He's left just like Brendan did. Completely different. Brendan snuck out in the middle of the night, tried to take the whole backroom staff. We had a game a couple of days later. Could not be more different. Yeah. Could not be more different. But I can understand why people are disappointed with Ange because part of the package was this emotional buy-in. Yeah. But to to Dick Advocate, your Dick Advocate, I'll be double, double Dick. I'll, I'll, I'll be Rick Advocate here. Right? <laughs> Is he not repaid that though? Like, to, to what extent does he have to repay that that loyalty from the fans? He could easily turn around and say, and he would never do this in a million years because it's not his job, it's not his place to do so. I've just re-established the total dominance of Scottish football for you. I've left on a treble. What more? Do you, do you want blood from well, me? No, I'm, think... t- I'm saying that that's a trade-off though. No, I know, like I know. We, he, he backed us, or sorry, we backed him and he repaid that. Where where does it end? Well, I, I appreciate that people are well within their rights to be pissed off about it, but I don't think that's a reasonable trade-off to say you must stay forever and well, ever me, and ever and me, ever. We've used Dick, we've used Rick. Let me check. use check let me use let me <laughs> check let enter check advocate into this <laughs> debate. Right, we're gonna run out of names here. But check advocate would say <laughs> Yeah, but what we really want from you, what is a what a show of loyalty is is knocking back a job. Now, if you had another advocate, brother, he would come and say, you don't know how many jobs Ange is not back? Nick. Nick Advocate. <laughs> Nick Advocate comes in, sticks his head around and went, you don't know if Ange is not back any jobs. Yeah. You don't know how many people have put the feelers out to Ange Postacoglu because it's not out with the question. You think that there's no way Spurs are the first people that have ever sounded out Ange at Celtic. No. He's been linked to everything going. Crystal Palace, yeah. Brighton, Brentford, all season. He could season, have told yeah. all of them, no, yeah. I've got a job to do here at Celtic. Yeah. Some, come and talk to me in the summer. And they went, we're no waiting for you. So there's machinations and there's all sorts going on. But I think one thing's for clear, one thing's clear to me anyway, that this Spurs didn't just happen upon Ange in the last week or two. I think conversations have been taking place maybe for a while here. But be fair to Ange, Melly. He says, my focus is on the cup final. And there is not, I saw somebody, you know, comment on us today saying, you know, Ange said, now I don't want to make this podcast all about what people are saying online, but it was a journalist that said, Ange said he was concentrating the cup final. That doesn't look like it's quite turned out to be the case. But I thought it is, he is, he's done exactly what he said he would do. He obviously had people working in the background, but we won the treble. His whole focus was clearly Celtic. Yeah, he said all along, look, well, well, 99% of his focus (laughs) was Celtic. When he got back home, he was probably... Text uh, his agent 98% 1% on the press What he was going to say To the <laughs> yeah, press Yeah and 1% on his agent yeah. Whatsapps from his agent Going you got that Fucking Spurs deal Tied up yet <laughs> Yeah but <laughs> just wants a new car <laughs> What does it take for All he's got to be doing Is saying look I'm concentrating in the game As soon as he Takes away from that Then the focus goes from that But All it has to be is look A phone call Or a message Spurs are interested Do you want me to speak to them y- Yes <laughs> Yeah Never ask me that again. Yeah. <laughs> I so, would sack an agent for asking that question. So it's, it's been going on in the background, but again, I don't really have a problem for that. The He left 
Yokohama to come to us. It wasn't as if we were going, oh, do you know what? Maybe if this guy's coming to us, then we let him see out the season. We like, we need this guy in as soon as possible to get us sorted. It'll be the same at Spurs. They need him in as soon as possible to appease their fans. So, I, I mean, how long have they been waiting for? A hundred days, over a hundred days? Is it? Yeah. yeah since yeah. March or something? Oh, well, they had that disastrous interim as well. Yeah, they had yeah. to sack him. Yeah. So, look, Spurs are in a mess. They want him in as quickly as possible. And to be honest, it suits Celtic getting him leaving as soon as possible because it means that there's no... Weeks on weeks of this, Willie won't he? It's he's gone, and now the summer of how? Yep, <laughs> yeah, Eddie. So it's now about who we go and get instead. I'm the same as Stephen. I'm I'm bitterly disappointed because I was all in on the guy. I loved the everything about him. As I've said before, he taught me a lot about football. He taught me a lot about life. He was just brilliant. He embodied everything I want in a Celtic manager. But unfortunately, it's it's football these days. Guys move on. He might. Uh, as I've said before I was at the coaching convention and he was talking about the Champions League next year doing this doing that I don't think he ever was set on leaving Celtic but opportunities arise in football and for a guy at 57 for a job at Spurs to come up a guy at 57 who's from Australia who's never really been in Europe before until this stint it's going to be very difficult for him to turn that down understand why he's went doesn't mean I'm disappointed. It doesn't mean I don't understand why people are disappointed, why people feel I should have stayed for another season. But another season comes with challenges where something might come up that doesn't go his way and then maybe we want him out. Maybe it's, or maybe it's time for, you only get really three years no, as a manager, but it's the same. I, I appreciate what you're saying, but you can't criticise people. For what, I mean, all of us don't manage to stay for another season. I'm yeah. not criticising them. Yeah. You're entitled to feel how you want. Me personally, gutted, but understand why he's done it and I think with football with players we've seen recently don't get these three four five years with certain players well, or managers and I think management's becoming the same you see it in down in England and that's sort of the benchmark for everything teams apart from the the sort of turbo elite they can't keep managers very long because you could become the next best thing and people want it so I think it's Celtic just need to have that continuity now to bring in another good manager and keep this rolling because as we're saying, this is all set for Celtic to be dom keep this dominance going if they get the right appointment here. I think that's I think that's the question for me, Stephen, about the, the continuity. I think maybe what's happened here is that and I'm including myself in this, I think maybe football has entered a new reality that's just maybe catched up with Scottish football insofar as if Celtic get a good player, we used to be able to keep them for three or four years, right? It used to then be three years, now it's two. You know, if you've got a right good player, turning them over in two years. But that benefits Celtic because we're buying low, we're usually selling high. That's what's happening with Celtic. We're usually bringing in somebody for, don't know, 5 million quid, selling them for 15 million quid after two years. That allows us to go buy another 5 million quid player. And that works. That's fine. What I think the new reality we might be looking at is, is now, might not be obviously the case, but now you get a good manager in right away. Every, everyone's looking for a new manager they're going there's this guy at Celtic Ange we took it and especially if Ange does well at Spurs that busts this myth because there is probably a myth there's probably a thought down south a few clubs will be looking at this move with interest going right we've always kind of been quite sceptical about how good a manager yeah. is that yeah, does well yeah. in Scotland let's see if this Ange guy can do it and if Ange produces it then right away Celtic managers can become the next hot ticket but the problem Celtic have got is is twofold one you don't get, you don't buy a manager for three million quid and sell him for 15 million quid a lot of the time unless you give him a long deal, which is risky in itself. Yes. And two, how does Celtic build anything? Losing their manager every couple of years it is a really, really difficult thing to do. If you've got a good manager and it goes after two years and they just keep, what is it, just keep overhauling, just keep overhauling. You can't do that. I'm trying to look at it from the benefits of Celtic here as well. And look, Celtic have brought in a manager from relative obscurity and he's off to Spurs. We've had Brendan Rodgers who's went to Leicester. These are two massive jobs in England where guys come to Scotland for two, two and a half years and get huge jobs. It's the same with the, the player trade model. And I think, like I said earlier, things are starting to change. Would I rather bring in now a manager who says, look, I'll give you four years and I guarantee that, but that's not going to guarantee success. Or do I want somebody who's brilliant for two years and moves on? You want the successful guys because... Well, but I think that's a risk, mate. But it's all, what's the risk then? Appointing Neil Lennon? That's the that's the, what the other option is here, isn't it? Going for somebody who you think, 
do you know what, he'll stick with us rather than somebody that will leave. I'd rather somebody that comes in who can be successful. Celtic are now in a very good position where they can say, look, we can sell players on for good profit and we can get managers massive moves. And I think it's, we're looking at Spurs and the way things are going now. Football's changed. It's not about looking at Celtic and going, that guy won, like Brendan Rodgers, Nine, nine trophies in a row or whatever it was and going oh he must be good they look at the whole package like they did Wange he came in by himself created a culture at Celtic brought together the fans and all that that's exactly what Spurs need he plays a great style of football so Celtic can go out and get somebody that does that Deserby's done it at Brighton there's managers out there who play good football and can be successful in Scotland so Celtic have got got something really good here I hope they go out and make a really good appointment I think that, I think the difference is though with Celtic and you know you can say how things you want things to be and all and how they should be and but there's a reality and the reality of the thing is Celtic and Celtic fans we like tradition we like history we like being a big club we like being an old club we like getting behind managers but if you're saying to people the future for Celtic is a manager comes and leaves every two years and every pillar you like leaves every two years that's a very difficult thing to sell to fans and I don't know if I like it and I think that's alright not to like it I, I, I Facts mean, don't care about your feelings is that is that the way we're going with this? No, but I think there's there's an alternative where you need to find some sort of continuity for people to get behind I, I don't know it's a toss up I mean if you're telling me we're going to get Ange and I, if you're telling me take the last two years of Ange and that's going to just replicate every two years a double a treble new manager double yeah. treble I, new that's manager It's never going to happen It's but never going to happen but I, I, I like it, but also like this thing where you get a manager and he comes in, and he does three, four years. He does something. He does. He builds a bit of a legacy. You know, Celtic haven't had that in I the know, last that, ten years. No, I know. I that kind of goes back I, to I what, I, what I said earlier about this impossible standard that we like to apply. I know that that we believe in this romantic notion that that's going to happen, and I, I totally appreciate that. That's what the fans like and like to believe is what's going to come eventually if we just keep at this. But there's no real evidence in the last, what, 20 years that con continuity or consistency even works or is even a positive thing. Who was the last manager who stayed more than two and a half years or so and it ended well? Rogers is the longest ever manager for the last decade. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, all the examples I used earlier, people will say Martin O'Neill, but that Martin O'Neill ended badly. You know, he did wonderful things at Celtic Reap, but it ended badly. It, one of his last games was one of the biggest disasters for us in recent memory. He left an ageing squad that needed gutted, been paid far too much. That wasn't a good way to leave Celtic. Gordon Strachan's last season after four years was, was terrible. So really, again, I'm not saying this to do these guys down. Those guys achieved great things with Celtic, but there's nothing to me that suggests that going past the three, or two, three, four year mark even guarantees any kind of well, success maybe, at all. Maybe it's not just down to the manager then, but mate, it's definitely down to the club because I, I I don't know, right? I don't watch an awful lot of European football. I don't not I don't watch an awful lot of English football. But if you can give me an example of a club that changes its key players and manager every two years and is successful doing that. I can. Give me one. The most successful club in England in the last 10, 12 years is Chelsea. Mm. People focus rightly so on Man City these days. It's not applicable because I'm not suggesting for a single second Celtic go out and do a Chelsea, right? But in the last 10, 12 years or so, Chelsea have won two Champions Leagues, two Europa Leagues, three titles, four FA Cups or something like that. And they change what they're doing every two minutes. But ditch managers left and right. Again, that's an extreme example. Yeah, and I think that, I think that, I think I, and I think the key there is, is an extreme example because yeah. they have got, they are one of the very few clubs with an unlimited money glitch and they can, yeah. they can afford to just bin whatever they're doing yeah. and buy in. Oh, we didn't like that last batch of the five best players in the world that we bought last summer. Let us buy the current five yeah. best players in the world. I just think, uh, and Will's like, you're, you're right, I have to acknowledge it. I asked a, lot for, of, a lot of dick advocating going yeah, on. Yeah, well, no, you're right, because I did ask for an example and I didn't know Chelsea did that, but you're right and you're saying, well, Chelsea have done it and that's that's fine. But I think Celtic would struggle to replicate that just for the reasons that course, I gave. Yeah. And, and I think... Celtic as a club will struggle if this is the new way forward there's nothing to suggest that might be Ange might just be because I do think to contradict myself slightly I think the way Ange got this job there's an element of the stars aligned couple of targets turned bars down yeah. Ange has got connections in there already I think the stars aligned for, for Spurs and Ange here to end up getting this job so I'm no panic merchant I'm looking at the future saying we're going to rip up the squad every two years however there is an element of me thinking hmm if Celtic, if Celtic repeat the Ange trick, how can we possibly expect to hold on to a good manager? If Celtic repeat the the good player trick, 
is are we just going to have to sort of hunker in for a lot of change a lot of the time? I think so. I think that's the way football is. I think the Premier League's a wee bit different because look, the money there is wild. Yeah. But if you and different teams usually can win it. Low Man City have won it a lot recently. But if you look, Bayern Munich have changed their manager a lot recently and have still won the league. Winning the league for them in the last day wasn't good enough, so they get rid of the manager who they already brought in this season. So if Celtic can uphold their standards, Celtic standards are winning the league. There's only going to be one or two teams that win this league. And if Celtic have good standards and bring in a good manager, they should win this league more often than not. You're never going to have the monopoly on the league because anomalies can happen like the COVID season. Probably won't happen again, but at some point you are going to lose a league. It's happened throughout my lifetime that Celtic have lost leagues, but they've always bounced back. Celtic right now are in a very good position. What they should have to do is go out and get the best manager possible and plan for when that goes away. It's not about getting a manager in and saying, right, he's got a four-year contract or hopefully he's going to be here for four years. A successful manager will move on after two or three like successful players are, but that's been the way of the land for however long now. It's just it's just the way football works, unfortunately. We do grow attached to people, but sometimes with Brendan Rodgers, you have that. It's easier to hate somebody and get over it, whereas with Ange, it's a wee bit more difficult because it hurts that much more. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with the Austin Powers chest hair on. It doesn't even have to be that, Stevie. You know that patchy way, sort of pasty, yep, yep. bit of hair on the shoulders. You don't want that either. <laughs> If you grew some winter man tits, right, Melly, the least you can do is make sure they're hairless. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code TIMS, T-I-M-S. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the essential Lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or the treasure chest in your pants, this is the best trimmer on the market. You also get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, $39 value add, and the patented high-performance Reduce Chafing Manscaped Boxers. Get 20% off all of this and free shipping with the code TIMS, T-I-M-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles, the besticles. 
Obviously, there's a lot happening with Celtic this summer. That doesn't need said. New managers, new players, and going. And it's all going to be on patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. What better way to support fan-led content than what we are doing here at 20 Minute Tims? You can do that at patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims for extra podcasts, extra videos, extra writing. Stephen, continuity yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is basically what we're after here. I think that's <laughs> the key, isn't it? Get, getting someone who can build upon what Andrew's done. Um, one of the things that we've got in place at the moment is a very strong squad. Yeah. But there's a lot of those players that Ange identified. I'm thinking particularly the the sort of Kyogos of the world. Um, I was going to say the Kyogos and the Furuhashis. The Awatas of the world. Yeah. They came in. You would think that the, there's questions over whether or not those guys are going to maybe want to stay because... They're unique insofar as they were kind of cherry-picked by Ange. They didn't come to Celtic because it's Celtic and because they're in Scotland and they held the long dream to come and play for Celtic. You think that Ange, and he said as much, knew these players, had contacts with Japan, went and got them and he's moved on. Um, and I know football players are used to this sort of thing. This is what happens. But also what happens quite a lot of football is the manager that brought me to the club has gone, um, you know, and, and that, that yeah. was good enough reason for me to leave. That's something the next manager's going to have to contend with, isn't it? Yeah. The squad, how it is. And I suppose there's another point to bring up is, is there anyone in this team you look at and think, Ange might come back for him? Uh, maybe. I, I think the the main players that Celtic have got are all in circumstances just now where I don't think they would be immediately appealing to a team like Spurs. Kyogo is going to be 29 halfway through next season. Now, that's not old, but do, is it really going to be a main target for, for a club like that don't think so Callum McGregor I think the ship has sailed probably Cameron yeah. Carter Vickers has been at Spurs a lot does he go back there don't really necessarily see it Jota maybe I, I don't I, I'm not really worried about that Hatate. just just yet uh, Hatati's Hatati's a good shout because I think he is destined to to move at some point he's he's an extremely good player and that, that's always the fear when, when it comes to uh, I, I I do understand this as well because people are now looking at the the squad that Ange built, the house that Ange built, and see the crumbling foundations and worrying now that all the players are just going to jump ship. But we, this is just a one of those quite special cases where the the recruitment has been so unique to Celtic yeah. in the last couple of years, different markets. East Asian players all coming in and drove so you know, half a dozen Japanese players, South Korean players, Australian players, they all come in. So it looks very Ange. But what I would say is it's not really any different to any other situation. The first job Ange has got at Spurs is going into a dressing room and convincing all those guys that he didn't sign, that he's not bullshit and worth, he's worth staying for. So the guy who comes in to replace Ange has the same task. That's that's the first protocol. If we bring in, I don't know, we could probably throw a few of the names around at some point and we're going to have a summer of that. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's all tied up in the next couple of days. But I actually quite quite enjoy a couple of weeks of wild speculation. But if, I don't know, Jesse Marsh comes into Celtic, his first job is convincing all of Angie's players that he's a guy worth sticking around for. So I, I'm, not I'm not concerned about it just yet. Um, I don't think Angie's first... Your priority will be to come back to Celtic and raid all, for all the players because that it's a huge step up to, to England. I know people don't really like you know, admitting that, but it is. And I don't know if I see any Celtic players currently being ready for that or they're maybe just like slightly aged past it like Callum McGregor and Kyogo. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the players will be all right, to be honest. I think it is a wee bit unique and there's so many Asian players in there, but this happens all the time in football. This will be what Callum McGregor's fifth manager at Celtic yeah. and he's not even done 10 years so there is a, a changeover all the time in football I think Celtic have got a good squad all the players are sort of contracted up fairly well so there will be a slight churn but I think the, the new guy coming in is coming into a very good job a very good squad maybe there will be some players but Ange didn't really take MD when he first left Yokohama to Celtic until Dyson came in six months later I presume he'll do that again so I'm kind of I'm looking forward to it now because now that you know he's definitely going, we haven't got that. Well, he won't. It. It's down to Celtic now to go out and do what they do. So I think the players as well, it reinvigorates them as well. I don't think we're going to bring in a manager who's going to completely tear up Lange. Do doesn't go right. We're going long ball. That we'll bring in a manager hopefully that plays a similar style. There will be a slight tweaks because Ange's it's not 
unique, but the full the fullback thing is coming in a lot in managers now. So I think Celtic will bring in similar a similar manager, and the players will be able to adapt to it. I'm sure. I'm going to I'm going to push back on that because. Uh, you know, everything that we're putting forward here, right? You guys say, no, oh, it could be fine. Uh, Angel come, we'll get a manager to play some of football and the players will be fine and nobody want to leave. And, but there's no way that that there's not going to be some sort of upheaval here for managers. Like, yeah, no, yeah. and, and I don't think you can sit there, hold your respect, Martin Melly, and just surmise that the players won't want to go and the next manager come in and he'll play the same way and everything's going to be rosy in the garden and this is how things are won. There is nothing more crucial to a club's success and there's nothing more risky to a club's success than a manager leaving we've seen that with Celtic in the past you know managers leaving end you with Neil Lennon version two, we know what happened there Ronnie Dyla Tony Mowbray in fact it's managers leaving is, is really really critical this is a critical period in Celtic and to, I think to brush over and think oh this success will just continue because the players won't want to go and the next manager will play the same I, I think there's a there's a high degree of risk here we've we've had a very very successful manager, and there's a degree of risk now involved. And I I don't think it's true to say that you know Kyogo won't want to leave because Cal McGregor's seen five managers. There are very these guys are very very specific. They're the way they work, their methods, their training methods, the environment that these guys work in. We know it's a completely different culture, and Ange was able to foster a working environment and working culture that suited these specific guys from the J-League and they've been outstanding for us. It's not an easy thing to do. Not every club in the world goes out and just plucks guys for the J-League and they automatically slot right in at that culture. So I think that there needs to be a recognition that there is an element of risk here. You know, and that Could Celtic go out and get a manager that can facilitate a similar culture? Probably. You mentioned Jesse Marsh. Does they say, you know, my head are late? But that sort of guy who's worked across different leagues, across different cultures, America, Austria, Germany, yeah, England, England, that guy would give me more confidence. A guy that's worked across a lot of cultures where, where he's probably worked with lots of different players from lots of different backgrounds. He knows how to foster these environments. That would give me more than a guy who's only worked in Britain, for example, because I, I'm at a position here where I want to keep Kyogo. Yeah. I don't want the writing to be on the wall because Andrew's gone. That means Kyogo goes. I want to keep Patati. I don't want the writing to be on the wall just because he's gone. There's two guys who signed in January who've hardly played for Celtic. Yeah, that Andrew brought over. And, There's yeah. another element to this that that maybe these players we, we will if they, those players go, we will then focus on the fact that Ange left, then prompting them to go. But they might have been due to go anyway. Mm. We are reaching the point where some of these players have been for, here for two full seasons, and at that point, it is probably time to either sign a new contract or look to sell while they're still at their peak value that's going to happen anyway regardless of who comes in and who and who leaves it may have been the case that Ange would have agreed to sell some of these guys on anyway but, yeah. but the, the, the principal point you're making is still true in that the manager who comes in might not want the same level of play, or may not look to attract the same level of players of course there's risk but I think the the business has to has to roll on to be honest I think the, the approach has to stay the same because Whatever Ange had introduced as the, uh, the word you've used, a uh, culture, it, it was working and it was starting to to kick into full gear. I think we, we probably need to just stick to that and who's not keep players. Who's, who's responsible for that though? If Ange goes, John yeah. Kennedy, you wouldn't expect him to stick around unless he's getting the job. I don't see John Kennedy. There was a brilliant piece today in the record about explaining how what a brilliant job John Kennedy's yeah, done. Yeah. And to me, that kind of looked like John Kennedy's pitch for the Celtic job. To me, that's what I sort of read between the lines there. There was rumours that he's going to go to Spurs with, with Ange. It's not something Ange does. Again, is that John Kennedy's camp trying to put pressure on Celtic to make a decision? So, you know, would any of you be happy with John Kennedy's manager? Uh, I don't have the same reaction to John Kennedy as other people do. I think other people still carry around the baggage of the, the, the COVID season when it comes to John Kennedy. Now, I don't blame people for that because that is a stain that's hard to shift, to be honest, him having been involved in that. But that doesn't outweigh the clear good he has done under oh. several managers. Oh, now, I... he's obviously doing something right. The 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 suggestion that he's just been kept around as some sort of sympathy vote because he once got injured nearly 20 years ago yes. is absurd to me. He's obviously doing something right. Every manager that has worked with him rates him extremely highly. But um, at the end of that, I am left thinking that the ship has, again, a, a phrase I've used, uh, the ship has probably sailed on that. The time to do that, the time to lump all of the eggs in that basket was probably 
after Neil Lennon. Um, that, that would have been right. This has been terrible. The end of this season has been terrible, even with John Kennedy in charge, but we're going to stick with it. Now, that means we don't get Ange, of course. I'm not advocating for that having happened back then, but that was the right time. And then that window closed and now he's still an assistant manager. I think John Kennedy should go because he's probably at the point now where he needs a different challenge. He's been at the club a yeah. long, long time. I don't see him getting the, the top job now, so he probably needs to go and broaden his horizons well, a little bit. So uh, so that's so we're kind of in agreement. I didn't ask you mainly, but I'd only ask you to illustrate the, the further point that I'm making is, so John, John Kennedy will probably go. It's either he gets yeah. the manager's job or he goes, I don't see him sticking around. And just going, Cybergav, who knows if, <laughs> if he's going to stick around. The point is... There's no one responsible for carrying that culture on. Uh, Are we set for another summer of director of football chat again? Because has that can been kicked down the road to after Ange now? I think that's... uh, Well, we either do that or we do what Melly was talking about. We just refresh every two years. And if the ultimate goal is success, then who really cares how you get it? Well, I realise I'm talking a lot. Sorry, but it's it's a podcast after all. But (laughs) I'm I'm just busting with ideas here. The, the, The idea of a director of football is that you can have both you can sort of have your cake and eat it with that you can have continuity in that it's still the same overarching overriding philosophy at the heart of the club but underneath that is a lack of consistency so it's just plug in and plug out coaches underneath that so that's should be the sort of ideal scenario for a club like Celtic but we have we did focus on that after after Lennon had to go and we thought that was the answer but Ange came in and changed all that and convinced yeah. us all that but it's not what's needed it's just this one figurehead running absolutely everything but has anything changed now today with Ange going from that dark day a couple of years ago where we, th- where we thought we needed one probably not it's really just been Ange's come in and gone and, and left us in much the same situation albeit in a much much stronger position both playing financially everything everything else all of those things are different but the structure of the club might not be I think to sort of Sort of slightly disagree with Stephen. There's a lot of disagreement on this podcast this afternoon um, or this morning, depending on when you listen to it. <laughs> um, but could now be now I'm not advocating for this personally, right? But it, it could be argued merely that the the perfect time to give John Kennedy the job is now because the chance of failure is much less because mm, yeah. everything is there that the guy needs to succeed. Now, if John Kennedy goes on to become a if if John Kennedy, for example, was in a similar situation and in England or whatever and he'd worked under at a massive club for a long time under several top managers and succeeded under all these managers you would look at him and go he's actually got the makings of a good manager there yeah. I, I, I heard something recently that Jose Mourinho said about Jose Jose Mourinho <laughs> said about Zabi Alonso and he was like look I think Zabi Alonso has got the makings of a good manager because he played under X played under Y played under Z the position he played in the pitch, he's been in the game a long time. He goes, if there's one someone to watch, I think they're going to make a good manager. And you would look at, you would look at Kennedy and go, he's actually played under. He's been at Celtic a long time. He's worked almost at every level of Celtic. Yeah. He's worked under countless managers now. He was assistant. Was how? What was the assistant to Brendan? No, it first was team coach. First team coach. Yeah. Then uh, assistant with Lennon. Assistant with Lennon, and then assistant with Ange Postecoglou. I think if there's ever a chance, you know, if there's ever an opportunity to give Kennedy the manager job now, I'd just see what he's made of. Xabi Alonso was my shout before Ange came in oh, as well. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, for Kennedy, I think it's now or never. Um, but Ange's always taken going himself to these jobs. But if he takes John Kennedy, I can understand why, because it, it will have a bit of continuity for him. But uh, for John Kennedy, I'd love him to stay around but again it's Celtic we're in that sort of unique position where we've had John Kennedy throughout all these managers but not a lot of other clubs do that a lot of the time and uh, with John Kennedy he has done really well look I've seen him doing the training it's John Kennedy that does the training on the the Ange's obviously overseeing it but Ange will come in on a Friday maybe and take it so John Kennedy does all the training he knows all the players Celtic could be here and I can understand, I don't want John Kennedy to get the job, but I could understand why, because it's only Ange that's been taken out. If Celtic keep John Kennedy, Gavin Strachan, don't know what will happen with Harry Kuehl, but all the staff are still the same. Not a lot's changed, but the manager, but the manager's the, the pinnacle of all. He's the one that's the players feed off. He's the one that gives them that motivation. I think he's the driving force behind it all. John Kennedy's a great coach. If he wants to stick around, I'd, I'd love that don't see him being manager and look when new managers or head coaches come in 
they like bringing in their own staff. It's very unusual for Celtic to get a situation like Ange. So, look, if John Kennedy goes, maybe, but look at Eddie Howe wanted all his staff in. Would John yeah. Kennedy have stuck around or would John Kennedy have been part of that? I don't know. So, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see with Kennedy what he does if he goes with Ange, if he stays, who comes in, what the dynamic is, because he probably does think, look, well, I don't know what he thinks, but maybe he's happy being a, an assistant or a coach because he does a very good job. He's highly thought of whenever you hear interviews. This this uh, thinking that he's just stuck around is it's nonsense because it's fact yeah. that good managers have kept him about. Good managers wanted him there. The players all speak highly of him. So I don't know what the future holds for him either. It's going to be very interesting to see. And look, the reason I said... Celtic are in a good position is because it might only be Ange and maybe Harry Kuehl that leave. Everything else is still in place that has made Celtic successful. We just need a new figurehead in there. And I know there's huge, huge risk in that. We could get the appointment wrong. So how much of this, if you had to put a percentage on the existing situation at Celtic versus Ange's input, what led to Celtic's success? How would you weight that? Would it be 50-50? Would it be 40% and 60% the stuff that you spoke about is already there? Well, 70-30 probably. I think Ange's... Is that in Ange's favour? Yeah, I think so, Ange's brilliant. And so we've taken out 70% of what made Celtic a success and what's left is only 30% of what made Celtic a success. Yeah, so that's the risk there. That, that's a huge risk, but I mean that 70% because he's so good now, but this is Scottish football. Neil Lennon's won trophies. Michael Beal is looking like a decent manager. It's not going to take a massive, um, brilliant, brilliant manager to win trophies in Scotland. Ange Postacoglu sort of bucked a trend for me in that I was completely bought into everything. Celtic went out after Martin O'Neill and got Gordon Strachan. Wasn't as good as a manager, was never going to be my personal favourite, but you could argue he was more successful than Martin O'Neill getting through the last 16 of the Champions League. So it might be a different manager. He might not feel to me as good as Ange Postacoglu, but they could still do a very good job and make Celtic champions again. Obviously, the big question is going to be who's the next Celtic manager. Yes. Um, how how far Celtic are down that process? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we don't know how far down, how long this has been going on with Ange. We're in the extraordinary situation, really, where all this news of Ange was breaking through the English press. The Scottish press had had, had none nowhere of it. near it. Yeah, uh, nowhere, no, nowhere near, near it. it. And you're like, that's obviously they obviously didn't not know. It yeah. wasn't happening in secret, but obviously Celtic were saying absolutely nothing and Spurs were quite happy to yap, 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 yap <laughs> to absolutely everybody. That guy with the Athletic, what was, it, was it the game? Onstein. David, yeah, David Onstein, Onstein. Who seems to have a direct line to Daniel Levy, which is probably the case. Yeah. Um, was getting was getting all the scoops. So obviously, there's been no... There's nothing leaked from Celtic at all, which means there's nothing about who Celtic's next potential manager might be. People are just out there clutching at straws. So we might as well run through some of the names as we sit here today. Now, Brendan Rodgers, early favourite. Just before we sat down to record, the stories in um, the Sun exclusive, Brendan Rodgers rules himself out of the Celtic job. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, so I couldn't imagine it for a single second. I probably could. I could have. Uh, I, I, I I I it would probably be great, but I just... Mm. With all the baggage that comes with it, I just yeah. couldn't actually picture it. There'd be some, there'd be some making up there to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm quite relaxed about the Celtic, the next Celtic manager position, because the recruitment of managers has actually been okay recently. Yeah. Um, it was Brendan Rodgers, great shout. He left in the middle of the night. Neil Lennon came. That was a bit of a special situation, but Neil Lennon did win the league. Yeah, he did. Win yeah. the treble. Mm. Did all right against Lazio and a few results in Europe. You tonkers as well. Absolutely <laughs> horrendous results in Europe. Uh, and then they're up just exploding um, the way yeah. that things often do with Neil Lennon so he, so he went but before that it was Ronnie Diala. Um he wasn't an exceptional Celtic manager but you could kind of see what they were trying to do they were trying to do the thing where you go and get the young up and coming European coach then it was Ange but before Ange it was nearly Eddie Howe yeah yeah, that's a good point I'm glad you said that because they're clearly with what has now happened with Eddie Howe he has taken Newcastle went to the Champions League so Celtic yeah. had definitely had the right idea yeah. there I know Newcastle are now one of those clubs with unlimited resources but that's not the case now I mean you look at their team and they've got guys like Dan Byrne and Willock and all mm. that in their team and he's taken them into the Champions League for the first time in so, nearly 20 years so Celtic were on the right track there They were and I think that's out of the question that Celtic's manager is not what you would call an elite coach Now Ange Postacoglu was an unknown relatively unknown quantity on these shores but there's no argument that the way he works the way he operates his methods and yeah. the skill he's an elite level coach there's no argument about that and I think that's what Celtic's next manager needs to be Melly so 
the names that were linked, David Moyes, Enzo Maresca, Brendan Rodgers have already discussed, Jesse Marsh. Um, it's just dusted off from a couple of years ago. Well, that, there's well, nothing new. It. Yeah. Well, that's it. And I think that any of these guys get you excited, Melly. And I'd, and you know, would you go? Would you go back to the likes of Jesse Marsh, who we obviously put tentative chat out to before? Uh, he's a bit tainted with the lead thing recently, but that doesn't mean he's a bad manager. Not quite the one for me. I think what we can find is somebody that plays the same sort of style as Ange. And I think there's plenty of managers out there. I don't, I couldn't name you them all, but... Graham Potter's another one, oh, which Gra- I think that ship sailed personally. Yeah. I think Graham Potter would be my number one out there, the guys out there. But I think Celtic, while we were saying that the club are a mess, they're a riot, Eddie Howe's not coming. Behind the scenes, they were working, getting Ange Postacoglu in. So hopefully they have had the foresight and they have have done what they've done before and have got targets lined up. The connections with the City group might be beneficial again in seeing guys like that because everybody wants the next Pep Guardiola. So that's what Celtic should be aiming for, trying to find that guy who's going to be that. Whether it's Maresca, I'm not so sure. I would have taken Brendan Rodgers back but completely understand why people wouldn't. So we'll need to see in the, the, how it spans out now. I they, just don't know. I just don't. Any of those, any of those names that have been linked so far, Stephen? Uh, your pickle. <laughs> Do you think it'll be any of them? I can't no, like it won't. Nah, be probably it. not. To me, that just feels like the old playbook being dusted off. If and it was any of them, it's going to be Marshall Rogers, and Rogers already ruled himself. Yeah, Marshall seems to kind of make sense. That that kind of leads me on to something I'll probably talk about in a wee minute about uh, expectations. Something you mentioned earlier, Jimmy, about expectations versus the reality of football and how they don't quite match up anymore. But Marshall, we. Marsh would probably make sense. I think for a couple of seasons, the football would be absolutely wild. He's a big character and all that as well. Seems to fit the bill. Enzo Maresca is now Pep Guardiola's assistant at Man City. So he's obviously not a mug. I know it didn't work out at Parma, but what both of those guys have in common and something you've mentioned earlier there is about the Leeds thing, the expectations and reality the ideal candidate does, just does not exist. No. The perfect candidate doesn't exist. One, a guy who hasn't failed anywhere not going to get him. It's not going to get him because no, he doesn't, doesn't exist, right? No, no. To a guy who is good enough to progress Celtic in Europe, right? But is going to stay in, in Scotland for ages, doesn't exist. That's not going to happen. We, yes, and we, we I think it's any... important to say you're right. Steve. I think it's important to say if someone got Celtic to a European Championship, a European final, under normal circumstances, obviously it doesn't happen at Rangers, right? But if, if someone got Celtic out of the Champions League out of the Europa League final, won it or running up, they would be next year's hot topic. Ah, yeah. They would be next season's hot property. And regardless of those things, those things that may or may not happen, we can't bring in a top coach, a guy who thinks who we think fits the bill and ticks every box and expect him to stay long term. That just won't happen anymore. No, no top level coach is going to come to Scotland for any longer than two or three years. So we either need to get used to that or we need to get a guy who's not on the radar of any English team ever again. Well, that, and that's that's the only way you do that is if you give John Kerry the job and he turns into a top coach. Then yeah. there's an element of he owes the club something. You've he's pu- you've pushed them through. You've got them to the stage. Yeah. You've nurtured them. You, I've nurtured you as a prospect the same way that we've seen with Callum McGregor and they've got a loyalty to the club. You're right, but for to, I think it's now unrealistic. As much as it annoys me, you might get the occasional manager who really strikes off with Celtic. But if we take Maresca, right, for just for talking sake, who has no allegiances to Celtic whatsoever, give him the Celtic manager's job. He does brilliantly, and then in two years, Man City want him back. Just for pure hypothetical notes, are almost unrealistic. I don't think now, after what's happened with Ange, we've got any right to say, "Boo, that's not that's not the way you're supposed to do things." We said because we know now. That's just yeah. that's just the reality of the football landscape that we've got. And Ange didn't have any affiliation to Celtic, really, did he? He came in here like it was another job, done brilliantly, took to the fans, said everything right. Never, I don't. I think he was genuine, but this is a big opportunity for him. I know, and I think part of the thing that lets people down, and I think part of the harsh reality you you just need to accept is that just because football managers do these things, which are designed, you know, they are designed to endear them with the fans. It doesn't necessarily mean that their career loyalties are, are tied in. You know, there's the, there's a bit of cynicism about it, and I think that goes for all these players just now as well. You know, players like I'm looking at Jota, who's very active in social media, posing in old Celtic strips, going to Celtic bars and all that. No offense to the guy, I'm sure he does enjoy it here, but 
underneath all that, there's a ruthless footballer who's looking yeah. for his next move. And I think, I especially think with Celtic, there's a lot of plucking on the heartstrings. It's just part of the Celtic brand. A lot of clubs have got that. That's what ties people to football clubs. That's what you love about the club. It's more than just a business. It's more than just tick here, sign here, Aye. the manager, here's my it's season ticket money. It's a for Celtic as well as bringing Aye. these players in they get it and then they go on so the flip side of that is you're going to be pissed off you're going to be emotional you're going to be disappointed when people that you've emotionally invested in leave and I think I just think as, as Celtic fans do that's just the reality we have to accept what's the alternative though do you want people to just be totally cold and the off chance that they leave two years from now all this they run that re- that risk mate you do, if that's the new reality if players if fans start to think a manager's going to leave in 18 months or two seasons the, 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 there is a risk where a fan, the fans might say, "Why am I investing in this guy? He's if I if I get behind this guy, he's gone in two years." It's the alternative. Yeah. I, I there isn't I, I one. That you, people again turn into a tourist league. Uh, <laughs> That's the alternative. Well, what do we do to stop that? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we're fighting against the tide here at all times. To me, I th- I think it's you're asking too much for to expect Ange Postecoglou to come in here, do everything he's done, but stay completely disengaged from the fans never say anything mm. nice about his job never say that he's happy at the club never they didn't want somebody who yeah, was never engaged, engaged with, never engaged with the fans and leave because he's because he's about to leave do you I think, think there is a new future where a manager comes in and goes I see this is the ideal stepping stone give me two years now people would be furious I, people would be furious that was yeah. the joke yeah, yeah. No, but, but, but that's what I mean it's a, it's yeah. a very good point and that's that's the alternative here if people came in and said, look, don't ask me about Celtic, don't ask me about the fans, I'm here for my money and I'm going to go to the English Premier League in two years, that's not a, a viable alternative either. So I think, I, I, I mean, you could talk about this stuff on Twitter, I don't think that this is the right platform for it, but I don't like this um, sort of chucking the baby out with the bathwater that, that occurs when people leave the club. There's a, I, I don't think people know how to respond anymore, so we just go back to the, the, the recent experiences. Brendan Rodgers did this, so... Right, Ansley, so let's go go back to all those details. Let's completely chuck everything he did in the bin. Let's pick holes in what he said. Oh, he's a liar. He's the, I, th- I think it's I think it makes for quite a quite a poisonous experience, really, um, when it when it comes to players or players and or managers leaving. I'm I'm grateful to, mm. to Ange for what he did at the club. I didn't want him to leave, but I was I'm quite relaxed about it, to be honest. I I appreciate it. And with everything we've said tonight, for all the reasons we've already spoken about the sources that it was coming from, I made my peace with it, right? I, th- I think I think that's what people need. No, I, mean, I don't I don't expect anyone. I'm not asking for anyone to stand and wave him off. Let's all chip in and buy him a watch and all that. Now he's going out of the spots. Carriage clock. I, yeah. I don't expect anyone to be happy about it. But I kind of draw the line at just like undermining everything he's ever said. And like you said, it's like pointless going back over everything he said and picking holes in it yeah. and calling him a lie. I, th- I think it's quite damaging. It just feels a bit unnecessary and petty. So I don't, I, I don't like it when this happens to players from the past. Sometimes it's their own fault, right? Chris Commons and Craig Burley, oh, right. Charlie yeah. Nicholas, they did it to themselves, right? But I, I don't like it when people who come and contribute massively to this club leave the right way let's face it he mm. left the right way left is on top and 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 that's it um so I, I don't like it when when he's kind of undermined like that again I don't expect anyone to be happy about it but I'm I'm grateful to Ange for everything he's achieved here he came in picked us up when we were in a terribly low ebb changed the culture of the club as far as I can see built the bridges that had been that were if not burned on fire mm. between the fans and the board and all that sort of stuff we're never going to fully trust the board but Andrew repaired all that and got us back engaged with the club he did that well given us an amazing team to watch great recruitment great fit players to get behind that, that all matters to me yeah. right? and, and in turn we gave Ange a platform I, for I, which I, he could go and get I, a job in England yeah great fine but I'm talking about my, my experience of it I think I'm I'm happy that he came to the club and, and did all the things he did. He, he leaves. I'm not, again, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, great. Thanks. Like, enjoy Spurs and all that. I don't want him to go, but I, nah, thank you. Thank you for the memories, etc. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same as Stephen. Look, he, he changed everything for me. Yeah. The way I look at managers, the way at football, the way I look at football, I thought Celtic were going to be, and he changed a lot of my thinking as well, that you get to that when Rangers are 25 points ahead and it's, or Celtic are years behind Rangers. It's not. You get yourself a good manager. You get somebody that everybody can buy into and the players buy into it and you give them what he wants and Celtic can be successful. So I loved 
pretty much every second of Angie's tenure here. I yeah. thought it was brilliant to watch. I thought the way he went out and stuck to his principles and thought, no, this is the way I'm going to play, even when you were saying things like, oh, we need to find a way to win these games. I was on board with him. Because I think, not a competition. I, I'm not, not having a go at you <laughs> here, but he stuck to his principles. He stuck to what he believed in and it, it taught me a lot. So I'll always be grateful for him. I think he's a brilliant manager for Celtic. I hope he goes on to Spurs and does well. Willie, I won't eat. It's going to be difficult for him and make me to yeah. change something. So thanks for the memories. Gravy guts. <laughs> I know. He's out the door just as they get a good ready. Just as just as they get a good they get a good act look. I, I mean I obviously I like the guy and he's been a brilliant Celtic manager and all that. I, I think a lot of it was down to his personality that we yeah. took to him. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's been other managers that have come in and, and won trebles and there's been other managers come in that have played great football and there's other managers come in and done both and you know, you're right. He, there's an element of all the stuff we've discussed in it. He didn't hang around long enough to fail, you know, and or you didn't hang around yeah, long enough yeah. to leave mid-season because, you know, people are immediately saying oh, he's the best manager I've ever seen at Celtic. Sort of disregarding how good Brendan Rodgers was as a Celtic manager, for example. About how you feel in it, is Belly still loved and he jumped out? At- <laughs> well, well, that's it, and it's a lot of it's emotion, and and you know that's one thing that that part is part of cult Postacoglu is the emotion that that he brings, you know. I'm indifferent about how he does at Spurs. I'm more concerned about how Celtic move on oh, from this course, moment. Yes. I'm more concerned about how Celtic move on at this moment. And from uh, this point on, that that's what the focus uh, is. Yeah. We, we are just sort we of. Could start a, a, we could start a pods to Coglu. We could start <laughs> an, an, a, a, just an Ange podcast and follow him as he goes down to yeah. as he goes down to Spurs. See how he gets on. You know, passing it on just like all those Marinos fans and the Sydney fans yeah. have done yeah. with us. I don't um, want to lose them now. That's, I know. The, that's the real question. Can we then? Is that yeah. what we need to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a chance. Hey, on that bombshell, we'll see you next week. <laughs>